Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight on Top Story, Energy Ministry fights off claims Doomsaw is back as it hits back at minorities saying they lack the moral right to criticize government over recent power outages. It's, it's interesting that our friends who presided over a four-year period of outages are now calling a situation where we have a day of outages Doomsaw. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, we are not at that point. But we're asking, is the assurance enough as business owners lament over biting impact of the intermittent power outages on their businesses? We lost a huge amount of money three consecutive times. Can we have to off all our gadgets and about five or uh, ten then to come back again? Then we wait and uh, they, they off it, they off it again. And Top Story, as always, is brought to you by Vodafone Feather Together. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. Now, the Energy Ministry is fighting off claims there is Doomsa, which has necessitated calls for a load-shedding timetable. Deputy Energy Minister Andrew Ejapa Mesa insists the challenges that triggered recent power outages in the country have been fully addressed. We'll hear from him shortly, but first... Business owners in the capital Accra say their entities risk collapse as they lament the impact of power outages and intermittent power cuts on their work. 
some communities in the capital were plunged into darkness Wednesday night, with others also experiencing power cuts during the day. My colleague Kenneth Jesse visited some communities that experienced power outages and joins me in studio with more. Ken, what did you find? Well, we visited a few places. We visited um, cold store operators. We visited mechanics. And they're saying that they are a bit worried about the recent power outages. would have not been made clear whether it's doom so or not, and it's affecting their businesses. So they're calling on the power authorities, that is ECG and co., to at least give them a timetable so that they know when to adequately prepare for doom so. Uh, it's affected us a lot. Uh, that was last month, December, around 25th, uh, uh, 15th to uh, 20th. Yeah, it affected us a lot. We were having a job on our hand, which is supposed to be de- uh, delivered for a Christmas program. And for some time now, we sat down without any job. So when we had that job, it was a huge amount of money that we we're supposed to do so that we can settle our debts and so on. But unfortunately, we started a job and uh, on the way, the light went off. So we sat down thinking maybe some two hours, three hours time, the lights might come. But we waited to no avail. The light couldn't come. So the owner of the job also got... Uh, depressed because there is pressure on him. He's supposed to deliver the job the following day. So the guy came for the whole job that day and sent it back to another place for it to be printed where they had these generators and so on. Oh, what Mini light, and it's a paper mafia. I want to make a paper mafia. I saw my better now. How do I do my nothing near the moon? Wound to me, I hear once out the end of the day. No one five young coffee. It told me who said, Been out to a yard. When you are the idea, it's a good yesida. It told me who's the same number. It is a name Tuesday, Miss Menya. Men who say Wednesday and Menkahun. Number damn budget. It must have a pie and metimuno. A hammer pie. Well, let's bring in a deputy minister for energy, Andrew Ejapa Mesa, who says the situation has been completely resolved. He joins us on the phone lines now for more on this. Grateful for joining us, sir. Now, you say that the issue has been fully resolved. Can you give us an overview of the extent of this issue we were dealing with? Let me let me say good evening to your terrorists. Uh, so... In December, uh, Wabco made a demand for payment of the outstanding invoices due from uh, GMPC. GMPC then made some payment uh, of about $3 million, a little over that, and uh, indicated to Wabco that they were working to procure the rest of the money from ECG to enable them pay. Uh, so we wrote to the ministry we then wrote to ECG 
and ask them to take steps to pay for that uh, amount. Uh, subsequently, it became obvious that ECG may not be in a position to pay. And so we escalated the request to the Ministry of Finance. Uh, we engaged WAPCO. Uh, initially, they had indicated we were going to take the power out on the 29th of December. Uh, they extended it to the 5th. Uh, in fact, initially also to the 2nd and subsequently to the 5th. Uh, whilst we worked to procure approvals within the Ministry of Finance system to enable them pay. Unfortunately, the approval to pay uh, delayed. I'm sure, as you very much aware, uh, arising out of the holidays. And so on the 9th, uh, at about 4 p.m., we got notification that uh, peak period WAPCO services were going to be redrawn. Uh, and so we engaged with them. We reached out to Ministry of Finance. And yesterday, the 10th, we got approvals to advance the sum of 10 million U.S. dollars to WAPCO, uh, which was communicated to WAPCO. And accordingly, they restored the provision of the service uh, with notification, I believe, around 8 p.m. of last night. So that, as far as I know, respect to the outage that we experienced two days ago. But, but uh, what, it's what? been resolved. Mm. Uh, services have been fully restored. And mm. I don't have any indication from the systems control center that is manned by Greco that there are any further outages as a result of lack of gas transportation services from the west which is from Abwazi to Tema to service power plants in the east. But 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 why does it always have to take, I mean, IPP, state-owned entities like Ghana Gas, VRA, and even companies like WAPCO to threaten or to cut off power supply before the, the nation gets into act and, and pay them what is due? So, prior to 2018, uh, that was when the cash waterfall mechanism was introduced. Payments by ECG to all the energy sector value chain players were discretionary. Okay. And so that led to a huge accumulation of debt. And so the energy sector uh, reform program was rolled out. And as part of the measures to resolve issues in that sector, the cash waterfall mechanism and the gas clearinghouse mechanisms were introduced so that whatever revenues that ECG collects is shared within a certain formula for every energy sector player to have part of their invoices. What then that means is that not all the invoices are paid by the cash waterfall mechanism because the revenue that ECG collects is not enough to pay for all the invoices. So Minister of Finance complemented and took a portion of it, okay, to pay. So over time, there's been an outstanding obligation that payments are made as and when. We've realized that that system itself had a few issues. And so we've reviewed it and have since August 
rolled out a new cash waterfall mechanism, which has introduced what we call the two-tier system. To the effect that all IPPs are categorized at tier one. And ECG has negotiated some fixed invoice ONM with them. In total, amounting to about $43 million per month. So that tier one then ensures that all of them are paid their invoices for the month that they submitted. So from August to date, all IPPs are current. There's no debt that are accumulating, if you like. But there's a huge astounding debt. Uh, at the last check, about $1.75 billion, of which about 30-35% is excess capacity payments due. Is it, is it CDs or dollars? USD. Okay. All right. And so, the WAPCO historical and its current invoices are what amounts to the 19 uh, uh, million. Okay. With respect to the IPPs, what we've done is the government has ring fenced that debt and is negotiating some repayment program with them. Uh, negotiations have, all, have been ongoing. We've concluded some of them. There are a few that are still outstanding, which means that it, the negotiations have not been concluded. And the Ministry of Finance has agreed to a very large extent and exchange term sheets being reviewed back and forth. So, by and large, that has been taken care of. Okay? And what we have done also is to move the WAPCO payments, a portion of it, to tier one, okay, going forward, so that that becomes part of the fixed amount that ECG pays. I say a part of it because the gas transportation services that WAPCO renders does not only go to power producers. Some of it go to non-power producers that the gas aggregator then has GSEs with, okay? And so they generate some revenue from there that they can use part of to pay their transportation services, right? So ECG will take that portion at the tier one level and then GMPC will take the other component at the tier two level as they generate revenue that should be enable them to pay so that we can deal with that problem going forward. Whilst we work separately to increase ECG's inflow, which I'm sure you're very much aware before April of last year was in the region of some 400 million per month that has grown to about a billion. Uh, the measures that they are putting in place is intended to increase that pot by reducing their commercial losses so that we can generate more revenue to pay for uh, the tier two. In all of that, in all of that, I don't, I don't hear much more about what you're de- doing to deal with the, the debt of Ghana Gas, VRA and Gridco, who are also critical players in, in, in the power value chain. The, the, the Ghana Gas and all of them are SOEs. Yes, they need to function. And so what it is is, is that the tier two, which, so if ECG generates a billion and $43 uh, million, which is about, say, $500 million is going to pay the IPPs, the 
formula that has been developed in the cash waterfall then takes care of allocations for the rest of them with some top up from the ministry of finance right what it then means is that they all have some level of operational capability and no disruptions but the long-term view is to bring financial health into the sector and because ecg is the only entity that generates revenue to pay everybody in the value chain the focus then can be on ecg to improve their operations reduce their technical and commercial losses generate more revenue so that the bills of the local uh, soes and uh, uh, ipps can also be paid that includes gra includes uh, BXC, uh, I believe, uh, includes Minergy, includes um, Ghana Gas, includes GMPC for their services and, and the commodity from Ghibli and all that. The uh, government of Ghana picks the tab on the Sankofa gas, which also is about $49 million per month. Okay? And so that's, that's the structure that we are working with to try and see how we then improve operational efficiency to enable us to generate more revenue. All right. Uh, let, let me, let, let me, let me now there. bring in the ranking on the Mines and Energy Committee, who also was a former Deputy Power, um, Energy Minister, Power Minister, John Jinapo. Uh, grateful to you for joining us here. Now, government says, well, I've paid, I've made some pay. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And to Waco, and that we won't see doom so again. Is this an assurance that you can bet your life on that well? Indeed, this can happen. You were told this in July. Don't you remember? The same government told you in July that they had dealt with the situation they had agreed a payment schedule with wapco and that there won't be any problem that's what they told us if you recall it's not the first time we are experiencing this challenge so it's not as if it's a new phenomenon they told us all oh, what honorable Japan is listening they are told that they've made tier one tier two They've agreed on a structure with them, payment we made regularly. I've seen letters where WAPCO severally, severally reminded government of Australia to meet the terms of the agreement reached earlier. And even a letter that gave a final caution that we're going to shut the pipeline. Lo and behold, the pipeline was shut. <laughs> and for the past two days, we've witnessed very severe load shedding which is popularly known in our local parlance as Jumso. So the question is, how can we trust government's assurance going forward? That's the most important thing for me now. Any other thing, we're just beating the issues over and over. And we trust what government is telling us. And are we in a position to ensure 
that we do not have a reoccurrence of this. The other leg has to do with Gridco, VRA, and Ghana Gas. Government has decided that they will put them at the bottom. They won't be in Tier 1. Tier 1 are the IPPs. Tier 2, Gridco and the others. And you've seen Gridco senior staff issue a statement threatening to lay down their stools. Ghana Gas staff have issued a statement threatening to lay down their stools and claiming that the system, the resilience of the system is being compromised because they are not getting enough revenue. As for capacity charges, you will deal with them every day. As we speak, this government has signed on to power purchase agreements that is adding on to the capacity charge. So as for what you call excess capacity, reserve margin or whatever, it's not a new phenomenon. It is for government to address that challenge. Because as we speak today, in 2022, government renegotiated the AXA deal and signed 370 megawatts. It is part of that capacity charge as we speak. So it will continue to be part of it. All right. But the, the issue now, is how do you address it? Now, government says it owed WAPCO $19 million, but, but you are telling us that it was $30 million. Uh, I mean, why the difference? Is it that government is not being transparent with us? Or what's the no, issue? No, I haven't mentioned. Is it uh, Minister or myself? I mean, minority was telling us that thirty million dollars is what they owed Waco. No, the previous one was about twenty. Mm. We haven't mentioned it. I don't know who mentioned the thirty. Okay. Now, uh, we've been running in circles with regards to handling the debt in the energy sector. You've been there before. How can we really deal with this issue so that it doesn't become, you know, this whole yearly affair of somebody threatening to cut off power before the, the state, you know, moves the, into to the, settle? The first thing is the losses. The losses has moved to about 31%, almost 10 percentage points. That is a huge loss. For every power sold, about 31% is unaccounted for. Based on the latest figures they brought to us in Parliament, if you just own figures, it's moved from about 21 thereabout to about 30%, almost 10% in terms of a widening of the losses. If you close that loss, then you will be reducing the burden. In, indeed, if 19 million is a major problem, then we have a serious problem to deal with. <laughs> if 19 million can lead to this situation, then we have a huge problem as a country. Because mm -hmm. I thought that a country the size of Ghana and given our GDP, 19 million should not lead to load shedding of about 600 megawatts. So the losses, that is one. Okay. Two is the unnecessary interference. There's too much political interference in the, even the cash waterfall mechanism itself. And the industry players are complaining. It's not me. Gritco is complaining. Ghana Gas is complaining. So it's not in the minority. The industry sector plays themselves. They are complaining. The other issue has to do with the Ministry of Finance. If the Ministry of Finance mismanages the economy and the city depreciates the level to which we saw, then government must be willing and ready to make that payment. The last one has to do with this unnecessary tax they are imposing. I thought that they would have rather converted that into the tariff adjustment so that that revenue will be available for the power sector players. Because to pay about 21% extra on your electricity consumption, a domestic consumer, and that only goes to central government for central government expenditure. 
when you can't even get revenue, I have a problem with that. And that's my personal opinion. Okay. Uh, I think Mesa, that is, is, is uncalled for. Mm. It's needless. Mm. Uh, Mr. Mesa, now you, have, you are giving assurance that Dumso won't, won't happen. Now we are aware that TAPCO, uh, you know, is down for maintenance. We understand that uh, even in a Kosombo, one turbine that gives us 110 megawatts of power is also down due to transformer challenges. We understand that Tico is also has one turbine that's also down for maintenance. All of these take away from your, your capacity. How then do you look into the face of Ghanaians and say that indeed there won't be doomed? So when we know that some of these teething challenges still exist. But, uh, of course, the 510, not 600, that was taken off two days ago, uh, has no bearing whatsoever on other power plants that you mentioned. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, Ameri, post the expiration of the BOOT, has not been turned for a single day. But we still do not have any generational challenges. Okay. <laughs> uh, Indeed, the 1.7 billion outstanding debt, there's almost a 30-35% of it that is excess capacity. And let's just assume that AXA, which was 100% take or pay, which government converted into a take and pay because if you decommission and your demand is growing and you would need power between 2027 going, it makes sense that a power plant that is already in-country, you negotiate and give them some minimum assured dispatch, okay, and allow them to stay here rather than take it away and bring it back. But we'll have the debate on the capacity issues. Truth is this, that yes, the local IPPs and other service providers in the value chain, and he mentions VRA and uh, uh, Greco and Ghana Gas, they are all part of the cash waterfall mechanism. They all participating, they participated in agreeing the proportions of their invoices that can make them sustainable in terms of their operations. Because the long-term ECG issue has to be resolved. I agree. There's no dispute whatsoever with respect to an unacceptable 30% commercial loss being associated with electricity distribution. And so we have a them on that, that we need to find ways to ensure that ECG's efficiency is improved to increase the port. But these are state-owned enterprises. And so, so long as they are self-sustainable and they are not necessarily generating profit, but can keep their staff, their operations intact, we feel that in the interim, that is workable, as opposed to private sector investors who have made significant investments. In but but, but this, same, this same cash waterfall mechanism isn't working, and that's why some of these companies have a challenge. I, I'm not so sure... I'm not so sure whether the description that you give it that is not working is accurate. I'm saying that there's still challenges. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Mm -hmm. And so we've reviewed it. That's when we put in the tiered mechanism because in the past, the IPPs were paid for by the bills of the IPPs were paid by the Ministry of Finance. Now it's not the case. Gas, the Frankfurt gas was paid for by the Ministry of Finance. That is continuing. Okay, the Jubilee commodity is paid for under the cash waterfall mechanism. They've not been able to generate sufficient enough flows to pay for all of it. And so we are discussing how Ministry of Finance then comes in to support 
Because bear in mind that because of the negotiations that President Kufuor had with the Jubilee partners, 200 billion caps, I believe, of gas was delivered to us for free. That has been consumed. Okay. And so yeah. post the foundation volume, we need to pay for that commodity. Mm. And so at the time that we're working the cash waterfall mechanism, the Jubilee commodity was zero rise. Now it has a value that has to be worked in. So what it is that we've done is to say that, okay, let's bring fence the IPPs, okay, and make sure that their bills are current. And the rest of the money that is left distributed per the agreed mechanism across the local IPPs and the SOEs. And a top-up from the Ministry of Finance. Okay. The reference to mm. Gridco and their senior staff, it was interesting just this morning it came out of a meeting that was held at the Ministry of Finance that, in fact, their approved cash waterfall mechanism allocation was 107 million Ghana cities over the five-month period. What they had, in fact, actually received was 164. So there's actually overpayment to what uh, Gridco with respect to their cash waterfall mechanism allocation. Okay, so Mr. Mesa, but, but so, you know... So you know, I, the question mm. as to what warranted their senior staff Writing the letter, but of course, that's okay. a matter that we are still engaging on. All right, and, and okay, can I make a point? Now, as we speak, as we speak, as we speak, you are saying that we shouldn't be worried about the fact that some plants are, are not working, but just a 500 megawatt of power could plunge a lot of us into darkness. So, why are you saying we shouldn't be worried when Tico is uh, 330 is not in power, a turbine which produces 110 is not in power? If you add all them together, that's more than 500 megawatt. We should be worried. I'm saying that the reason for the outage over the last two days was not generation. It was fuel. And in fact, that was the problem that we encountered over the 12-month, four-year period of doing so. It wasn't generation. And the data speaks to this. It was fuel, gas, unavailability. All right. And so I'm not saying that... Just a quick point. Power plants... No, yeah, well, let me finish, then you can come in. Mm. I'm not saying that the power plants that you make reference to that have gone, that are undergoing maintenance now, are not important. But I'm saying that apart from those that are hydro-powered, if any of them were available today and you didn't have gas to power it, you needed to buy alternative fuel to power the plants. Okay. We had a program in 2023. Forgive me, but because of time, because of time, you're saying that there won't be doomsday tonight, right? In the next 30 seconds. Well, the information that I have from the SCC, that's the System Control Center, there shouldn't be doomsday tonight because the gas issue has been resolved. Thank you very much. And and the point that I really wanted to make mm -hmm. was if if we say that doomsday is an event and that Anytime that it takes place one day is Dumso, then we all have a working definition of what Dumso is. However, if it is protracted, it spans weeks and months and years, and that's what constitutes Dumso, to make someone say Dumso is back, then we can also have a conversation whether the event of two nights ago constitutes Dumso is back or that a protracted 2012-2016 mm. event that we encountered. 
okay. is what really amounts to doom. All right, thank you. I'm grateful Hope to you. In time, uh, we can mm. agree on this, I think. Okay. But I'm saying that Doomso is not back, contrary okay. to what Mr. Mahama and his team are saying. That thank you very much. I'm grateful. Their era, never mm. to be resurrected. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, John, you wanted to make a point, quickly, in, in less than a second. Yeah. He says that they need the power in 2027. That's what he says. And that even though they need the power in 2027, They've decided to sign in 2022 and make take or pay on that plan till 2027. No, listeners must be very, very worried. That's with this not guy. what I said. That's why you said go and listen That's to the not interview. What I said, you finished. You said you would if they decommission, they will come back in 2027. Who told you there is only Axa that can come in 2027? It's an old plant. Who told you you can't get new plants? better efficient plants, cheaper plants in, against 2027. Why did you not engage in competitive tendering? Why did you decide that you want to go for sole sourcing for Aqua? I mean, these are legitimate things. Finally, finally. Look, you cannot turn facts on their head. Check the Energy Commission statistics for 2016. Have it here. Dam, the hydrology was so low that you could depend on only 500 megawatts. Is 1,020 megawatts. So when you come live on air and you say that in 2020, 2016, all you needed was fuel, Mr. Minister, you don't need fuel to power the Akosomo plant. That is okay. why we brought AXA. Okay. All that right, is gentlemen. why we brought this one. Today you have found it necessary. Yeah, gentlemen, I'm, I'm grateful to you. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank you for your time here. This has been Top Story, brought to you always by Vodafone. My name has been Samuel Kojo Brace. Up next is Newsnight with MFA Apao. There's more on the Doomso on Newsnight. Stay. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 